When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, as we sit here, 13 subscribers away on YouTube from 10,000. How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a busy week on the beat. I like busy. I'm a I'm a busy person. I like going to get it. I like when the stories come to me and I don't have to go chase them down. And so uh, yesterday we had uh, Najee Harris kind of blowing up on the world saying our problems are not all about Canada. And if you think that, you know, what the heck you're talking about. And uh, today we have Matt Canada kind of blowing up on CBS saying, heck no, I didn't say that stuff. Which really <laughs> just makes... It makes it makes my job a lot easier because I just go in there and I type what they said and I put it out there and I'll read it. I have to try to invent things, ways to be interesting. The the team is interesting for me, so I appreciate that. Checks absolutely. Out. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, I want to talk about Kenny Pickett though. Kenny Pickett uh, sheds the knee brace today. We know that uh, if he had his way, probably wouldn't have even worn it for one practice. Certainly didn't want to have to be wearing it for the game, but didn't even see him Thursday's practice wearing it. All signs point to he will be the Steelers starting quarterback on Sunday, whether we agree with that decision or not. Yeah, man, actually really funny. I looked up, so I, you know, I mean, I guess maybe not all our Steelers fans know, but I covered Pitt for Mm -hmm. five years before I covered the Steelers and um, or sort of while I was covering the Steelers in the beginning. So I've been covering Kenny a long time. And in 2018, 
Kenny got injured against Georgia Tech, where his, his actually me and Kenny and Tariq Carpenter, who's a Steelers practice squad linebacker who was on that Georgia Tech team, were kind of talking about that game today in the locker room. And uh, his offensive lineman got kind of driven back into him, got hit in the knee, like sort of pretty similar, um, you know, impact that he took against the Texans. And Kenny's down there on the field. It's at Ben Hines Field. And, uh, yes, normal reaction when your quarterback goes down is that, you know, the fans are hushed. And, and you can kind of see that, like, Pat Narduzzi is, is upset. And, you know, the first reaction is like, was it a dirty hit? Was it a dirty play? And then you kind of see the replay, and it's, oh, it's his own offensive lineman. Like, it, it wasn't dirty. So we get into the press conference room, and somebody asked Pat about it, and he's like, I was mad because Kenny wasn't wearing his knee brace. And Pat had apparently instituted a rule that all his quarterbacks need to wear knee braces on their plant foot, on their their front foot. And Mm. Kenny wasn't wearing one. He gets run into by his line and he gets his knee hyperextended. Kenny turned out to be fine. I don't even think he missed a game. But uh, it became a whole story about, like, Kenny didn't want to wear it and Pat wanted him to wear it. and so if you read the story on SteelersNow.com today about Kenny not wearing the knee brace, I linked to my story from 2018 about Pat flipping out that Kenny was Kenny's hurt on the field and he finds out he's not wearing his knee brace. And uh, there's a line from there from Kenny where, like, I think he's going to make me wear it to class. <laughs> was, yeah. So I was just kind of cracking up about that. And so I went over to ask Kenny, like, hey, you know, feel good not having the brace on. He's like, uh, yeah you would be the one to come ask me about that. Like, I know, because obviously I, I know the history right. maybe more than everybody else does there. So uh, yeah, Kenny really does not want to have to wear a knee brace in a game. And the res- well, and, and sort of ironic result of that was that Pat eventually relented, not the rest of that year. I think he wore it the rest of the 18th season, but then the start of the 19th season, Pat relented and sort of emphasized that he had taught Kenny how to slide. And that that was sort of the trade-off was that Kenny needed to not, take hits that he would be allowed to wear the knee brace if he promised to slide every time, which sort of maybe in some ways kind of ironically sets up Kenny's kind of viral fake slide in the ACC. Like yeah. it's, all, it's all connected, right? That, that, that all goes back to uh, him not wanting to wear that knee brace. So yeah, he really doesn't want to wear a knee brace and uh, he didn't today in practice and he said he felt, felt good not needing to wear it. And so uh, yeah, Sounds like he's going to be good to go. Canada said today when we talked to him that he's not going to change the the game plan. Won't we'll change the you know the play sheet. That, that everything is available to him. And and like I say I thought Kenny looked good today. Uh, and what I saw looked better than he did yesterday. And I think he's going to be pretty close to a hundred percent. Just just the vibe I'm getting. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that that's quite the turnaround. Of course, like those things definitely can look scarier in the moment than what they turn out to be, obviously. But I'm just really surprised that we're sitting here just on Thursday and he's already at this point in terms of the progress of that thing. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I really thought that, and, and you know, credit to Mike Tomlin. I think, you know, Kenny's a competitor. He was going to try to play no matter how sure, hurt he yeah. was. But I think, uh, you know, Tomlin pretty clearly identified that like this was so- – you know, this was an injury he could play through, and he gave him the opportunity to. Now he's taking it, and so uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, it's not it's not a good idea until it, until it turns out to be a good idea. But I think 
some of the concerns that I had and that you and I expressed yesterday, um, I think maybe the fact that he's able to practice, uh, you know, in full, listed as a full participant in practice today, no knee brace, you know, it's, it seems like he's going to be okay. And, and if he's okay, then it's probably the right decision to play him. Yeah. I, I was, I was about to ask that if it changed your mind, cause we've had, you know, conversations about that. Like, even if he can go, like, does it make sense for him to be the one out there instead of Mitch for, for different reasons, whether it's, you know, health wise, if he's not at a hundred percent or even just performance based. Yeah. I mean, I still think, look, I, I don't think he's far from the line that it it takes to get yourself replaced as a quarterback. Like, let's just be honest. Like, I, I don't think he's, he's been far from that. Um, when you're the team's first round draft pick and they've invested a lot into you, like you get a lot more leeway than other people do, but like, let's be real. Kenny has been worse this year in four games than Mitch was in his start last year that got him benched for Kenny. Right. Like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree a hundred percent with that. Uh, and again, o- only half joking, not fully joking on this. I'm kind of upset if he's going to be able to completely get out of the pocket. <laughs> you know, like, look, I, I do think that Kenny needs to, one of the things that he needs to learn is where his athleticism plays at this level and where it doesn't. I think that has been a, that is usually a difficult adjustment for quarterbacks with the exception of like the just the Lamar Jacksons, the absolute freakiest of athletes. I do mm-hmm. think that every other guy that runs a little bit, like, like look at Daniel Jones, you know, I think it took him a long time to kind of find that balance of like what he can do, what he can't do, what works and what doesn't work and what's a good idea to try and what isn't like, I don't think that pointing out that Kenny Pickett is like Daniel Jones is, is doing anything for, for Kenny's. <laughs> That's a, that's not a favorable comparison, but I just think it, yeah. it emphasizes that, uh, that 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 is a difficult thing, I think, for young, semi-athletic quarterbacks to figure out exactly what they can and can't do with their legs. And so I don't think it w- is necessarily the worst thing in the world for can you have some, some of that taken away from them a little bit. Where he kind of has to play a more pocket game. Uh, I don't think that'll be bad for him. Yeah, and uh, his offensive coordinator is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, you mentioned a little bit, but I want to dive more into it, the fact that he he talked about the comments in terms of him, this team being able to come from behind, uh, which CBS talked about on the broadcast. He said it was you know a misrepresentation of the conversation taken out of context. Um, I guess I could, I could bring up the quote here from the story. Uh, conversation was why we ran more and had more play action against the Raiders than the opening game. You looked at the sheet and why did it look that way? As you guys all know, the start of the 49ers day, game didn't go the way we planned. We're down three scores with 313 to go in the third. Three scores. You're not going to stick to running your running plan and your plan of running play action when you're down three scores. All we care about here is winning. So the conversation was at that point, the plan wasn't built to do that. You had to go. Yeah, I mean, hmm. look, here's what I'll say about this. I'll mm-hmm. take Canada for his word at this because there's really no reason for him to lie. That, that, that's, that that's not the way he said that, that, that what he's saying is true, that the conversation was just about 
Yeah, that was about, you know, the, the, the conversation was about why they didn't run the ball against the Raiders more than anything else. I'll, I'll take, I'll take that word, him at his word, but like, mm-hmm. okay, he's what he was allegedly attributed to saying is factually correct. Okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. like whether he said it that way or not, and look, there are reasons for Canada to be upset about that. The team can't hear that from him. Like he can't say that. And, and I understand if he really didn't say that, why he would be upset by that. But like for our purposes, right. For my purposes, for your purposes as a fan, like none of that matters at all because they aren't built to come from behind and whether Canada said it or not, doesn't matter because the rest of us can obviously see it. And we can obviously say it. They're not built to come from behind. Smitty. They're not. Sorry, Matt. Nope. Like, it doesn't matter if you said it or not. They're not. And so we, I think we can like, I understand that. And, and maybe this is me being a little bit more cynical than necessary as a journalist, but okay. Is Matt upset about being misrep of what he said misrepresented? I'm sure. It, it as someone that has had that happen before, it upsets me when it happens. Okay, when when what you said is twisted and said in a different way. But man, what an all-time great look over there that was. <laughs> like, like I mean, just like you know, Tuesday's press conference was about everyone being upset that your boss didn't say that you got fired and you know what didn't come up today that because we talked about this instead. And so, Hey, there you go. I don't know. Nah, just uh, maybe that's me being overly cynical, but it's a convenient thing for Canada to talk about because it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to your, that's exactly how I feel about it as a fan too. Like I know that they're not built to come from behind, whether he's going to say that or not. You just don't want to hear the guy in charge of the offense say that. Um, So that's, that's kind of where I've been with that. I don't think it's like an overwhelming story or anything like that, but to your point, it is kind of funny that, that, yeah, like that was the, you know, the topic of the day for him as opposed to what everybody would have, would have been otherwise. Yeah, it was very, very convenient. Let's just let's just say that. And like I said, like I believe him that that that's what that, that the way he's saying it is really what happened. Like I, I don't think he's lying to us there. Not he, not in that. You know, I mean, Steelers PR in those meetings, like he's not going to come out and just mischaracterize what happened to make himself look good. Like I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. It was a convenient week for him to be misquoted so that he had that to talk about instead of something else. Like, let's just let's just say that. Because the else, the way his offense is playing, is not not great right now. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, other than the CBS thing, I, I know that you don't typically get a lot from Matt. I don't know if, you know, if Nick with, with Terrell Austin, anything from the coordinators today that was kind of like a topic. Yeah, so, I mean, Matt said the stuff about them not needing to change the playbook for Kenny that he yeah. is, you know, available to all. Um, you know, Canada kind of brushed off concerns about the fourth and one play call, just said, hey, it's a play mm-hmm. we like. It didn't work. You know, it happens. Um, talked about the rotation of running backs a little bit, which I was unsure as to why that was the thing that was kind of being pointedly questioned. I feel like the running back rotation has gone – pretty well um 
I guess because Najee Harris kind of expressed a little bit of a desire to run the ball more. Um, yeah, maybe I understand why we're bringing it up, but I mean, I think of all the things to be critical of, that is not <laughs> it. I again, um, you know, pointed very directly at Matt what the heck is going on with the start of your games, and he, mm. you know, he took that as a say, Yeah, that's what I was talking about when we were talking about, you know, that that was not the game plan, is that you know. We can't get behind like that. It doesn't mean that I don't believe that we could come back if we can, but like that's not what we're trying to do here. Like we 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 need to be better at the start of a game so that that doesn't happen because that is the result. You end up getting to places where you can't run the ball, you can't use play action, and you make your offense more predictable. Um, I don't know that anything is going to go differently in this game, but. Like, I've asked 50 people about the scripts and the starts of games, and they're all like, yes, we're working on it. We understand it's a problem. It's unacceptable. It's got to be better. I don't know. I guess we'll see if it's going to be better. Like, that's that's got to be the thing. To me, that is the number one thing to change on this offense, and just got to see. I mean, yeah, how, how worrisome – is that for, I mean, it, again, we're talking about extended period of time now, not just the four games in this season, but it's been an extended period of time. How worrisome is it that, like, you know, opening script is really what you can control. You kind of got to go with the ebbs and flows of the game at times, and, and it's not in your hands. But, you know, the plays that they're picking out, this is how we want to start the game, have been their worst plays. Yeah, I also think it's quite ironic that, like, that was the thing that Canada was actually talking about that he's upset that was mischaracterized. Meanwhile, like, okay, yes, the thing that was allegedly mischaracterized sounds bad to the team, but this thing is a far bigger indictment of his ability as an offensive coordinator. This is the thing that's like, why can't you figure this out? Because if you can't, you probably shouldn't have this job. Like, that's, I mean, that's that's where I'm at with it. And, uh, yeah, so a little strange. Uh They've got to find a way. And this is a really good Baltimore defense. Like, this is not the week to be trying to figure stuff out, but they've got to. Uh, I actually want to ask you about something uh, on the defensive side of the football, though, with Terrell Austin was asked today about Joey Porter Jr. um, saying that he just he doesn't feel like he's there yet in terms of being able to take over a starting spot. Did acknowledge that, uh, you know, Keanu Benton is is played really well and probably earning himself more time does feel like he has the gas tank to take on more snaps, but you know, both of those things in terms of Keanu Benton, Joey Porter jr. Where are you at with those two? And do you agree with the sentiments? I don't think Joey should be starting. I would like to see him get some more reps, especially in some like maybe more passing oriented situations where the other team is still in normal personnel. We're like, Remember, we had, you know, like, they're not going to put the dime in, but maybe we could get Joey in in a base or a nickel look when the thought is that the other team is probably going to pass. I really yeah. think the bigger problem in the secondary right now than coverage is tackling. <laughs> and yeah, Joey is not – that good of a tackler. 
Like he's he's not for his uh, for especially for someone his size. Like that's not his game. Uh, and so, like if you're mad that Levi Wallace is missing tackles, I think Levi Wallace is the best tackling corner they have. Like if you're willing to fix that problem. I'm Desmond King is the answer to that problem and not Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Okay. If you're upset about not tackling in the secondary, I think I want to play Desmond King a lot more than I want to play Joey Porter Jr. Because I don't think he's an upgrade in tackling like at, at all. Which I, I should have brought him up too, because it sounds like he is going to play snaps on defense, Desmond King, based off what Terrell Austin said. As far as Joey Porter goes, um, do you feel like it's a it's an effort? thing with him coming down and being willing to help out in the run game or it's just like he's just not there yet no i mean i just think he's not there i mean there was a drill if you remember back in training camp there yeah, was like gunner. a tackling drill and gunner was just yeah smoking him and we've not seen a lot of gunner doing that to other teams corners right i mean this is not yeah. like it's you know deontay johnson you could stay with or something like that where like you could kind of forgive it like and so I just think that there's some technique stuff and some and some I don't think it's a willingness. I think it's a I think it's technique. And also he played a lot of man in college and like the Steelers are playing a lot more zone right now. And the expectation of your tackling ability for a zone corner versus a man corner is very different. Man corners have their back to the ball. Like they're they're expected to you know, stay with the guy so that he doesn't get the football. But like, there's an understanding that if the ball goes somewhere else or the ball gets thrown short, that, that guy's going to have a hard time making a tackle. You play zone with the expectation that we're probably going to allow a completion, but we're going to tackle it the second the ball is caught. And yeah. I don't think he has that sort of wrapped up yet. I, I don't think he's there yet. In, in that sort of technique. And so, you know, look, Patrick Peterson is going to play, and he's really only good at being his own corner. It's really hard to play man on one side and zone on the other. You can do it. It's possible, but it's it's difficult, right? And so, like, I just don't really feel like what Joey's good at and what Joey's not good at kind of lines up with, where the Steelers' deficiencies have been so far in a way that makes it easy to say, hey, let's just play the rookie. Like, it does with Keanu Benton. Like, to me, there is a guy that should be playing more um, and has earned it and fits where the weaknesses have revealed themselves to be in, in a more significant way. Yeah, that's a good point. In terms of Levi, like obviously there's been issues tackling. I, I don't. I mean, I, it all goes hand in hand in terms of you know helping out and run support. But the the two long running plays, it's not even like broken tackles. He's just not containing the outside like he should be. And those there's to me, I have a bigger issue with too, in the past. Yeah, he, where he recovered to make the tackle, but he still lost contain outside. And like it's. And like I said, like I feel like Levi Wallace is their best tackling corner outside of maybe Desmond King, who I've not. I don't. I'm not saying that Desmond King is definitely better or worse. I just don't have as much experience watching his game. Like of the guys that are around that have been around, Levi is probably their best tackling corner, and he's been very poor. I don't know what you do in those scenarios. Like 
Do you just replace a guy? Do you expect the talent and the history of production to eventually shine through? Uh, that, that's a difficult thing to do as a coach to, to try to figure out. And, um, you know, another thing is like, I don't think Patrick Peterson is tackling very well. And we talked a lot this summer about Patrick Peterson being the slot and you moving him inside to get Joey Porter playing time. Well, like now I think two parts of that are falling apart, right? Because you got to tackle in the slot. You got to play man coverage in the slot. And I don't think those things are working for Patrick Peterson right now. And so the way that they had envisioned Joey Porter Jr. getting playing time is falling apart in multiple ways. Like he's not playing, he's not doing the things that they need from their outside corners right now. And Patrick Peterson moving inside seems nearly untenable at this point. Like I don't, He's not doing, he's not covering man and he's not tackling. That's what they really need from their slot corner. And they're not getting it. I will be very surprised if we don't see a ton of Desmond King in this game, especially with the Ravens now looking like they're healthy at wide receiver. It looks like it's going to be OBJ. It's going to be Bateman and it's going to be flowers. And they, that's like three really good catch and run wide receivers. Guys, you absolutely have to rally to the ball and tackle or they will kill you. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of King in this game and, and those three guys get the majority of the reps. This is not, to me, the week to go making a push for Joey Porter to get a lot more playing time. Yeah. So, okay, we know that, like, Joey Porter Jr. seen more time who would come um, with with taking snaps away from – in the case of Desmond King, who offers that inside-outside versatility, you would think most likely Shannon Sullivan. With Keanu Benton, like, who do you think we see a decrease in snaps of if it means more snaps for Keanu Benton? Uh, well, I think it depends on, you know, what happens around him. Like, is this the week Braden Fajoko is going to play? I, I mean, mm. I, I think it has to be, but, God, I've said that like three weeks in a row, so I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be wrong again. If Fajoko plays – then I think the snaps probably need to come at the expense of Isaiah Loudermilk. Like, I I, mm-hmm. I really liked Loudermilk's offseason. I feel like he's one of the most improved players on the team from training camp compared to last year. But I think, you know, in terms of, like, guys to be, like, the anchors uh, of a three-tech look and that nickel look and, you know, the Ravens don't really go four wide. It's a lot of three wide and it's a lot of, uh, you know, fullback or, or two running back or two tight end. When the Ravens are in that three-by-one, though, like the Steelers are going to be a nickel, which means two defensive linemen. Keanu Benton has to be one of those two defensive linemen. It has to be Benton and Larry Ogunjobi. And then when you go three, then you can play Mon Adams as, as the third guy. Armin Watts can be the fourth guy, and I think that that, that makes for a good rotation. And then in base, you know, Benton at the nose, Fajoko can back up the nose, and then you can play guys like uh, Leal if he's healthy, he's still working his mm-hmm. way back from concussion protocol, or Loudermilk, or Watts and Ogunjobi out on the end. But I, I really think nickel package, Larry, and and by the way, Larry, no injury report two days in a row. Yeah, maybe wow. finally healthy. Um, Larry, I think Larry and Kenna Benton as the starters in the nickel package, which will play the majority of the snaps in this game, that needs to be what happens. And then, like I said, 
Uh, to me, then Adams and Watts are the second group in, and you can work Leal and Loudermilk in as ends in the base, and you can work Fajoko in as a nose in the base. And I think that makes the most sense. I, I think Limited Larry heard us calling lim- Limited Larry, and he took it personal. I think I uh, he like he's like that is a scary man to be mad at. You. <laughs> like I do he's not like... want to look. Larry, if you if you heard that and you're offended by that, I'm sorry because it was not meant to, to be offensive, and and I don't want you to kill me, please. You know the the Cam Newton GIF where he like, is holding the towel and he like nods his head like, all right, I'm 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 about to make something happen here. Or it's like uh, he's like Ryan Day and where Lou Holtz. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> to keep I'm not sure I've ever more... been Lou Holtz before, but mm. sure. One one and only time. Uh, you mentioned we're talking about the injuries, so let's go there now. I guess Kenny obviously a full participant today. That was not the case for everybody though. Uh, Presley Harvin, Dan Moore, Pat Fry. Well, we know about Pat Frymuth and uh, and Dan Moore. They weren't in the practice. Liao still working his way back through the concussion protocol. James Daniels with that groin looks like he's probably on track to miss another game here. And then the one that I really want to bring up and I'm really worried about, Alex Highsmith added to the injury report with a groin injury. Uh, Alan, the uh, the fan in me is the panicked fan in me is about to come out, I think, because I'm I'm really worried about this popping up on a Thursday. Yeah, it looks like some kind of practice injury for Alex Highsmith. Uh, they said it's groin. Um, yeah, yeah, some, some kind of uh, muscly injury. Um, hard to see him playing this week if he doesn't practice tomorrow like that like those things that come up in week are so tough there's just so little time uh talked to nick herbing today um you know he said he's ready for a bigger role if it comes his way and the Steelers feel good about marcus golden but man like we're talking about a team that could be playing without cam hayward alex highsmith deontay johnson pat firemuth Two starting offensive linemen. Like man, like no wonder they're two and two. Like the, the, they the came into the start, season like fully healthy. The injuries are starting to add up in a significant way, uh, and I don't want to use those as an excuse because when you go look at the tape and there are plays to be made that can change the game and that can cause your team to win, and guys out there aren't making them. It's hard to use that as an excuse. But, man, it's, that's a lot of good players. More of their good players are going to be out of the lineup than in the lineup this week. Would you agree that that's fair to say? If Alex Hasman misses the game? Yes. yes. Like, I, yeah. Like, that's – like, if you were talking about, like, their star players, it's, like, TJ and Alex, it's Cam and Minka, it's, it's Pat and GP and Deontay and Najee and, and Kenny, who's hobbled. Like – I mean that's that's the list, and they're they're about fifty percent on 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 the list. That's that's not where you want to be. No, and like I said, you know, Sands, Corey Trice Jr. They came into the season as healthy as an NFL team probably could be, and here we are now with the injury report looking like a receipt from CBS. I I, I don't know how we got here in four weeks. It's been rough. It's it's been really rough, and. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I think there's I, – I, I do not feel, especially being around the team, that, that there is this kind of massive concern about the start to the season. 
I, I'm not I'm not sensing panic. Um, and I think three and two at the bye week, considering the opponents and considering their injuries, really yeah. would be a, not a bad place. Um, but you know they're not giving themselves a lot of room for error by losing to teams like Houston. Yeah. Like you, you got to find a way to to win some games that at the beginning of the year did not look like wins. Um, you see, this is a big game against the Ravens. Like it, it doesn't. It, it's hard to get bigger week five games than this one compared to like Steelers win three and two somehow in first place going into mm-hmm. their bye week, get a chance to get healthy. Um, good feelings. Lose. Uh, possibility of being in the last place, like uh, you know, it's 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 a very different lose a division home game. Like those are the ones you can't lose. Um, it, it it really it, it's a it's a big change uh, win and lose this week. Yeah, and you know if you do win, like you said, it would be a division loss. If they win, it's a division win. They'd be two and zero in the division two of their three wins would come in the division, which would be very significant. So, yeah, I think that there is a lot riding on one game. As as important as a week five game could be, I think that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Al, I do want to bring up one thing from YouTube. Somebody commented on yesterday's show. Um, I don't know what it was, you're, but they said – they called you Mr. Saunders, by the way. So, you know, very high praise here from Mr. Abs369. Well, us misters got to stick together. Yeah. Uh, Your point at 11-20 mark is golden. That's exactly how I see it, and quite frankly, how the players see it. Fans don't seem to understand that. You can't give someone calculus when they don't know or when they can't add and subtract consistently. Oh, so that must have been a point about the players obviously making plays and the execution of it being, uh, you know, nausea, obviously. That was would have been the conversation. And and about uh, and about. Canada not, you know, the the criticism of Canada being a simple offense when the team is largely yeah, failing yeah, yeah, yeah. to execute his simple offense, and I think mm-hmm. that really is a, a big part of it. That's why the players feel that way. That's why there's a, a strong feeling from these players that it is not the coaching staff; it is us. When if you're a player and your coach, if you're if you think about this and Look, I think most of the time trying to compare pro football to real life is a bad idea. Okay. But <laughs> if you have a job and you're not doing a very good job at your job, that's not the time to come after your boss for not doing a very good job at their job. Right. Like, you know, that's the time where you shut up and keep your head down and you try to get better. Um, your boss not being very good at his boss doesn't become an issue until that's the thing that's holding you back. And it's just not the thing that's holding the Steelers back. The scheme, the play calling is not the thing right now that is holding the Steelers back. Is it limiting their top potential? I think probably, right? Like, are the Steelers going to be a top five offense with Matt Canada as offensive coordinator? Probably not. Okay. Like if Matt Canada took over the Chiefs, would they still be the best offense in the league? I don't know. Maybe. Like, probably not. Okay. I mean, but, I, I don't think very highly of Matt Nagy 
and he's the current Chiefs offensive coordinator. Right, exactly. Like it Yeah. It's it is all about the players in the NFL. Most of the time. The coaches just don't matter that much. And everybody is always easier to blame the coaches than your favorite players for your favorite players not playing well. But the bottom line is the Steelers players aren't playing very well. And they're the ones that have the biggest impact on whether that continues or doesn't. Yeah, I I think that's as somebody that no longer wants to have Matt Canada as his team's offensive coordinator, I still 100% agree with that point. Which is why I said I can 100% see what Najee was saying. I just think it's more layered than the way that he put it. But yep. we will leave it at that. Alan, tell the people where they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH at PGH Steelers now on Twitter, SteelersNow.com. Sign up for SN Plus. Get 10% off with the promo code Allen10. And you'll get all the best stuff from me, Derek Bell, and Nick Faribault, as well as all the other sites on our network. So Pittsburgh Baseball Now, stuff from John Parado, Pittsburgh Hockey Now, stuff from Dave Bonnery, Ben Jarski. It's well worth your $36 if you take advantage of my discount. Uh, also, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Here we are just close to 10,000 when we're going to have a subscriber day here on the podcast. We're going to give away some stuff, including a Steelers jersey, which I have been doling out hints about over the last mm-hmm. few weeks. And now I must tell you who it is not. It is not Alex Highsmith spoken up uh, today. It is also not Nick Herbig potential replacement mm. for Alex Highsmith. Neither of those. We'll okay. keep going with that for a little while. And I don't know if we want to figure, we should you and I should get together. We should figure out when we're going to do Are we going to have this as a regular episode or a special episode? I don't know. Should we have like a double podcast day for our, hmm. our, our celebration? I don't know. Let, leave us a comment. Let us know if you have an opinion. Yeah, because that's coming up. That's going to be very soon here. It's going like to be said, next week. Like, or 13 else. subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll be We'll be 13 subscribers. You can find me at Zachary Smith PGH on all platforms. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Leave us a comment for us to read. We will get back to that. Uh, if you're listening somewhere else, leave us a five-star review over there as well. Like Alan said, go to the site, read the words. That's how they get paid. Uh, for Alan Saunders, for Zachary Smith, thanks for jumping in and taking another ride on the Steelers Afternoon Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Drive. Right.